0: The odd went for an airplane ticket. The rest is yours, right? Go on. There's no need to, Marlowe. I'm finished, and so are you. So why don't you just be a good fella and keep the change? So long, sucker.
1: When Kay Gordon hung up, I slammed the phone down, counted ten twice, and went back to the unhappy business of getting mad at Marlowe. But again, I was interrupted. This time, it was a newspaper, the Phoenix Herald sticking far enough out of the wastebasket under the telephone to expose the dateline, which made it exactly a week old i picked it up and saw the two inches of story circled in pencil and slugged five released from state penitentiary and uh, sam Dietrich, 41 of los angeles who was arrested in lonesome arizona for the armed robbery of a general store in february 1947 also was released today now everything was beginning to add with one high-priced exception very few general stores in towns called Lonesome keep 120,000 bucks in on the till, even on a busy day. So I headed for the office of the Phoenix Herald, and the chance that I could learn something about the cash involved from newspapers that were two years better than one week old. Thirty minutes later, I was in the back shop of the Herald, receiving facts willingly supplied by a sandy-haired linotype operator with a sad face who had never heard the word forget.
2: That's right, mister. It was the second national bank of land company here in town. It held up at one ten p.m. February 7, 1947 by three men who took $120,000 in unmarked tens, twenties, and fifties. One was badly wounded and running gunfight, but they all got away clean. No arrests, no suspects? Other than the usual rigmarole of trying to pin the job on every two-bit stick-up man hauled in the next six months, no. Mm-hmm. Anything else?
1: No, thanks. I don't think... Say, wait a minute, Lonesome, Arizona, that unmarked bus schedule. Tell me, do you happen to know where something called Lonesome is, and if so, how a guy could get there if he doesn't have a car? Sure.
2: 87 miles west of here, and the bus will do the trick. But not anymore today. Oh. Uh, the only bus left an hour ago. And now, young fella, you tell me something. What in Sam Hill is Lonesome in a bus departure got to do where the bank robbery was pulled two years ago?
1: Where I stand right now, Dad, I can't say. But When I get to Lonesome, ask me again. I may have the answer for you. I was 30 minutes renting a car, and an hour and 30 minutes getting the lonesome population 802. I drove without seeing anything that could possibly be mistaken for Sam Dietrich. And I was about to turn back when I saw something that brought my right foot down hard on the brake. It was a brand new green Nash standing outside a motel. California license plate. I got out of my car and got a look at the registration card wrapped around the steering wheel. It said, Catherine E. Gordon. The motel only had three cabins that showed any light. The first belonged to the manager and the second to Kay, close to an open window. So I saw the man Kay was talking to. He was an ex-convict and part-time broker named Sam Dietrich.
3: All right, all right. So Marlowe knows he was set up for Marty Stopka. Who cares? We're here and so far Stapka isn't. And if and when he does show, we'll be gone with the real black bag safe in our hands.
0: Yes, but what about Gigi, Sam? I told you Marlowe mentioned his name. And I
3: told you to forget it. Well, it must have been swinging in the dark. Gigi can't be alive, Kay. He was badly hurt when Stopkin and I got clear of the bank.
0: But why wasn't his body found?
3: I don't know, Kay. I've told you that a thousand times. Now, now, look, honey, why don't you just relax and think of us a little, huh? Gigi's dead, baby. There's only you and me.
0: Sam, you know how I feel about that. I love Gigi. The only reason I'm helping you, I don't want anything to do with this money. I only want to know for sure about Gigi.
3: Okay, okay. Hey, did you get a line on Leland Mills, the name that was on that mailbox two years ago? Um,
0: Yes, yes. He owns the place and lives there alone. A a once upon a time small ranch on the last block in town, coming apart at the seams. Mm -hmm. What about Mills himself? He's an old duffer, maybe 50. Lives close to the fireside, day in and day out.
3: (laughs) Good. That means I can handle him without any trouble. And yeah, now, look, baby, it's uh, seven now. At nine, this town will be fast asleep, and at ten, I'll take care of everything. So, uh, why don't you just curl up there on the couch and think about nice things? Huh? Oh, nice things like what? Well, like the money I hid at Leland Mills' place five hours after the boys and I took that bank. <laughs> the $120,000 that's soon going to be back here with me where it belongs. <laughs>
1: I took my cue and left because one Leland Mills was a man to be forewarned, while ten o'clock was still three hours away. I was ten minutes finding his place, which was on the edge of town, and another two locating the doorbell, which was the kind you pulled to start a bunch of jingling inside. It was three pulls later before the door creaked slowly open, and what had to be Leland Mills stood in front of me. He was shaggy, gray hair curling on the sides of his neck, a face with a 1000 crisscrossed wrinkles and dirty old clothes. Everything I'd expected with one exception. Gripped firmly in both hands and pointed directly at my head was a long, long rifle. Who are you? Uh mister Mills? Maybe. Well, I'm a private detective named Philip Marlowe, also someone who knows that there's $120,000 in cash hidden here on your grounds. $120,000? Huh? To the penny, yes. Two years ago, Mr. Mills of Phoenix Bank was robbed by three toughs named Dietrich Stopkin, and G.G. Ganther. G.G. Huh. That's a queer name. That's not important, old man, but this is. Now, somehow or other, that stolen money was hidden here, in or around your place. Hmm. And tonight, one of those men is due back to collect. That, of course, means trouble for you. You think we should call the law? No, no, not yet. If we play it smart, we can get the doe spotted first and at least one of the three.
2: All right. Mr. Marlowe, if you're sure of what you're saying, I only hope you are. Oh, I'm sorry about this gun here. I don't like poachers on my land. Yeah, we all
1: have our pet peeves. Now, Mr. Mills, I want you to sit tight till I get back, and no matter what happens, don't open that door for anyone. Have you got that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Where are you going? To town. Checking the only two things that can possibly give us any unexpected trouble. One a nasty man named Marty Stopka, and the other a guy I've never even seen. The elusive Mr. G.G. Ganther.
2: In just a moment, we will return to the second act of The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. But first, that elusive phantom voice will be back on CBS's great show, Sing It Again, tonight and the prize for identifying him has now climbed to a value of $24,500. Yes, for music, suspense, and sensational prizes. Don't miss the Sing It Again show tonight over most of these same CBS stations. And now, with Gerald Moore starred, we return to the second act of Philip Marlowe and tonight's story, The Lonesome Reunion.
1: standing in the doorway and worried my way back to town. If Stopka and Gigi Gantha had no more trouble getting to Lonesome than I did, a reunion about as quiet as a truckload of hot dynamite was due to take place any minute. I passed the motel where Kay and Dietrich had holed up and saw that her car had been moved into the stall between cabins and draped with a blanket to hide its California place. So they were thinking along the same line that I was. At the hub of town, I parked and started to case the lively spots on Main Street which took me all of 10 minutes at a slow walk. But a short side of the mouth conversation with a couple of resident sports revealed that the local underground stemmed from the Red Dog Cafe, a warped wood two-story wiki up on the one side street in town. It was operated by a hard-bitten blonde, 160 pounds of Western motif, complete with Stetson, red flannel shirt, Hickok belt, blue jeans, and the name, Flora. She sat at a table at the back of the barroom lending a cynical ear to nobody else but my old pal Stopka. I walked up behind him, and when he turned around, I hung one on him. A good one!
0: Hey! Sloppy,
4: you
1: jackass! What do you think you're doing? Sorry, Flora, nothing personal. Now
0: that's enough! Now stop it, you hear me? No rough husband in my joint.
1: Come on, handsome, I mean you. Me? Why, Flora, how can you say that? I just came in to ask my old pal here some questions, that's all? Here we go, pal. Come on, sit up in that chair. Okay, okay, let me alone. See, Flora? It's the only way Stopka here knows how to start a conversation. Bring him another beer, will you? As got spilled. Sure, Bright, boy.
0: Let me see that you dude tourists leave your beefs outside next time.
1: Now, look, Stopka, I want to know what happened two years ago on that highway out here. You guys split up, didn't you? You better talk, Stopka. All right, we split up. The heat was on bad, and Gigi was half dead already from a cop slug in his back. Dietrich had all the dough, right? What do you think? I left him and Gigi off outside of town. I took the car to try to suck the cops away from him. We were supposed to meet later. But you kept going to save your own hide, didn't you? Certainly. It's going to pay off, sucker. You'll see. Uh-huh. Since the money was never found, you figure Dietrich hid it around here, and he's coming back to dig it up. Is that it? Keep guessing, Shamus. Maybe we ought to loosen your jaw again, Stopka
0: by Sadie I'll plug you.
1: Well a real genuine 44. What museum just swipe that from Flora?
0: Never mind got a legal right to defend the peace and quiet of my joint and after 22 years in this dodge I know how to do it. Now I asked you nice once now I'm telling you. You nah. get out that back door there.
1: Hey, sure I'll go sister. Thanks for nothing. Hey wait a minute Flora don't let that lug get away. Shut up.
0: Now you sit down right there and count up to 50. Then you leave by the front quietly.
1: Okay, you win. One, two, three. Flora, look out. He's back. Huh? Sorry, Eddie. Ugh. You buzzer bait. I'll leave this cannon on the back steps. So long, Flora. I beat it out the back door and into an alleyway between the shacks. Stopka was still in sight but walking fast. When I took after him, he saw me and started to run. There was a hard, flat sound, like someone striking wet sand with a hammer. <laughs> Stapka faltered and lurched up on his toes as if he'd suddenly changed his mind about running. At the same instant on a wall, even with him, I saw the shadow of a man holding a pistol with a long, awkward barrel. The hard, flat sound came again. Stapka curled up on himself and fell. Then the shadow slid off the wall and disappeared. I ran for the wounded man, but by the time I got to him, there was no trace of the gunman. I rolled Stapka over. He was hit hard, slipping away fast. Silencer. Gigi always used a silencer. Punk Gigi.
0: you dead, huh? You wise guys never know when to quit, do you?
1: You're in real trouble now, handsome. Hey, wait a minute. I didn't do this. I come I couldn't hear the shots, a silencer? Yeah, that's right. Trademark of a guy named Gigi Ganther. All I saw of him was a shadow on that wall there. Say, what kind of law have you got in this town, Flora?
0: None. Up the highway patrol, they stop in every night.
1: Okay, call him. Get him over here. This guy's Marty Stopka wanted for a bank job nearly two years old.
0: No kidding. Who are you as trainer?
1: I'm a private detective who's got no business here, except I don't like to be pushed around. Now listen, do you know Leland Mills Place at the edge of town? Sure. Well, you get the cops out the Mills place by ten thirty, do you understand? That's where the big attraction's gonna be, if I can keep Gigi and his silencer from interfering again. Let me down, beautiful.
0: I won't let you down, handsome. For a city boy, you're all right.
1: I stuck to a back road and drove with my lights out until I was a good, safe distance beyond Leland Mills Ranch. Then I hid the car in a dry gully and walked back. The house was dark and still. and I thought once of what might have happened to Mills if Gigi had gotten there ahead of me. I kept in the shadows and worked my way across the yard to the back door.
2: Who's there? Marlo. Open up. I was beginning to worry. It's pretty near 10 o'clock. Yeah, I know, I know. Seen anybody so far? No. Nope, not a soul. I've been watching close, too. Did you find them men, that GG, that Stopka?
1: Yeah. Stopka's dead and as kill as you to show up here any time now. Who? Oh. We're going to have our hands full, I. Of... Wait a minute, is that a car?
2: Sure sounds like one. Yep. There, you can just make it out. Turned in down by the culvert and stopped.
1: Yeah. I think a man got out. Yeah, yeah, there he goes. Across the field there behind your shed. It's Dietrich. I'm going out now, Mills. You stay here. No,
2: I'm going too.
1: But that fellow's heading right for my water tank. All right, he's heading for your water tank. Don't get excited. You'll tip our mitt. I get this, Mills. You've got to stay here and watch for Gigi. He's bound to show up, and when he does, you better have that rifle of yours handy because he's a
2: killer. You understand? Yep. Sure, I understand. Don't worry, Marlowe. I'll keep my eyes open. Don't you worry about a thing.
1: eased out of the door and started across the yard. I I knew I was getting myself out on a nice long limb. Leland Mills was about as reliable as William Tell with their hiccups and the apple was on my head. It was too late to back up so I skirted the barn, stayed below the crest of a low rise, moved toward the elevated water tank until I heard a shovel biting dirt. I got a comfortable grip on my gun and headed up over the rise to where I could see. Yeah, it was Dietrich, all right. He was bent over under the tank and working on a hole as if his life depended on it. He didn't even look up until I was almost on top of him.
3: Well, who is it? Who's there? Who is it? Me,
1: Mr. Gordon. Marlow. Marlowe? How did you get here? Wasn't easy, Sammy boy. But I had to come and apologize for losing your precious bag full of waste paper. You sure picked a dangerous time to show, sucker. You were fired once. Too bad you can't take a hint. Uh-huh. And being tagged as a patsy is lousy for my business, Dietrich. You should have thought of that. So just leave your hands on that shovel handle, Sam, and keep on digging. Maybe I'll let you take a peek at that 120 grand before I turn you both
2: over to the police. Go on, dig. No! no not so fast, Marlowe. Hells, I told you to stay in the... Hey. hey
1: that's quite a pistol.
2: Thing. Don't move. Neither one of you. I'll kill you if you move. You, Marlowe, drop your gun. Drop it. So this is where it's been all the time. A hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I've looked everywhere, every day, for two whole years, but I I never thought of looking here under a water tank. You mean you knew where the money was all the time? You lie, you lie. I'm the only one that knew that. Oh no. One night, two years ago, I heard a noise in my barn. It was a man groaning. I looked in and I saw him. He was wounded. And I saw you when you come back from burying the money. I overheard the whole thing. You wouldn't tell him where you'd hidden it. You said you'd never tell anybody. But I was sure I could find it. And I looked everywhere except... Yeah, Mills,
1: everywhere except here. Under the water tank where you buried Gigi's body after you killed him. And with his own
2: gun at that. Oh, no, I didn't kill him. Dietrich here, did. I only buried him so nobody would find out that him and Dietrich had stopped at my place. I almost went crazy looking for that money, but now I know where it is and I'm going to have it. Oh, you fool, you
3: don't think I'd come out here with nothing but a shovel, do you? A friend of mine is right behind you with a gun in her hand. Now, come on, drop yours, Rube.
2: <laughs> come on, come on, drop it.
3: All right.
2: hey. <laughs> That's an old trick, Dietrich. <laughs> Let him have it. Shoot, Kay, shoot! Didn't work, did it? I knew I'd have to kill you sometime anyway if you ever came back. So, okay, we're
5: gonna read a little news, and we're on. <laughs> we're start with I just put us on stories. like randomly because, um, and I'm being know, heard well, on the air—it's yeah, amazing. Just, we're being heard. We're loud and proud. We <laughs> um, have a few and news. We stuff. have
6: some news stories that are not about Taylor Swift. Believe it or not.
5: Yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. Maybe later. Maybe this new, new story starts with something and then it develops into a Taylor Swift story. Who knows? <laughs> What's going on? It or white happen. supremacists. <laughs> yeah. You never know what yeah. you're going to find. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can um, I <sighs> start? You want me to start? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start and with the most ridiculous know, news know. I found, which is a uh, Morrissey story. Uh, Morrissey had some dumb shit to say in defense of Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, uh, quoting some people are very awkward when it comes to romance. Uh, <laughs> uh, most people agree that ongoing purge of predators is painful. Oh, my God. Uh, congratulations. Click OK to secure your slot. For what? <laughs> Don't you hate oh, those? Internet. Those pop-ups? <laughs> or like you'll scroll no, to another. No, it took p- me so myself. <laughs> took me back stay, to my story. <laughs> okay, so you can read your story. I had technical difficulties.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Oh, I can. Think- <laughs> <laughs> uh, is you? <laughs> yeah, it's over there.
6: Apparently, we're the right radio station
5: with a restroom. Okay, I found it, I found it Most people agree that ongoing purge of predators is a painful but necessary step in tackling sexual misconduct in our society However, in a new interview with Germany's Spiegel Online Morrissey came out in defense of Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. Worrying that they're being caught up in a sort of witch hunt I feel like Morrissey would sexually harass somebody and think it's romantic Probably Anyone who has ever said to someone else, I like you, is suddenly being charged with sexual harassment. You have to put these things in the right in right relations. And if, you, and if I can not tell anyone I like him, um, how should he ever know? Morrissey griped in response to a question about the ongoing hashtag MeToo campaign. Of course there are extreme cases. Rape is disgusting. Every physical attack is repulsive, but we have to see it in relative terms, he added. Otherwise, every person on this planet is guilty. We cannot permanently decide from above what we are allowed to do and what we cannot do, because then we are all trapped. Some people are very awkward when it comes to romance anyway and they do not know what to do, then their behavior is aggressive. He is then asked specifically about Kevin Spacey, who has been uh, accused of sexual misconduct with a 14-year-old boy. In Morrissey's opinion, the outrage should be focused on the boy and his parents. I was wondering where this boy's parents were. God. Um, One wonders if the boy did not know what could happen. I do not know about you, but I've never been situations like this in my youth. Never. I always knew what could happen. When you are in somebody's bedroom, you have to be aware of what uh, or where things can lead. That's why it does not sound very uh, credible to me. It seems that Spacey has been unnecessarily attacked. Uh, similarly, he believes Weinstein's multiple of, of, uh, accusers are fault, at fault because they are playing along. Uh, people have People know exactly what happens, and that they play along. Afterward, they feel embarrassed, or they do not like it, and then it turns and turn around and say it. it was, I was attacked, or I was surprised. I was dragged into the room. Um, but if they, if everything had gone well, and if I had given them a great career, they would not talk about it. I hate rape. I hate attacks. I hate sexual situations that are forced on someone. But in many cases, one looks at the circumstances, circumstances, and takes the person referenced to as a victim and merely disappoint as merely disappointed throughout the history of music and rock and roll. There have been musicians who've slept with their groupies. If you go through history, almost everyone is guilty of sleeping with minors. Well, the last point is certainly true. Not really sure what justifies the behavior of men of today, or is it a reason for victim shame? their accusers. So yeah, fuck Morrissey.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I totally don't agree with that. And also, I'm curious, like if he's if he had any experiences before he became in the position that he is now, which is in a position of power. Morrissey, you know, being that point of contact. Kevin Spacey, Roy yeah. Moore. These are you know men who are using their power and not afraid to, you know, Trump. You know, President Trump. Um, he's not my president, but. Uh, I was watching the news yesterday, and my jaw was on the floor when the guy, the newscaster, the you know talking head, was saying, "Oh, twelve, you know, a dozen women have come
5: out against him." And I'm like, "How much more proof do we need?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's power in numbers for sure. And um, honestly, like, I, I I know, I don't know. I want to say personally, but I know somebody who. Um, is friends with somebody who used to be Morrissey's groupie so he does have like you know he has that around the country you know he has and they're all young like Latino men you know so it's kind of like it's not it's no secret that he has that available to him and I think he's scared that eventually one of them is just going to be like he sexually assaulted me because he had the power to actually just have that prepared for him you know.
6: And even to a certain extent I've been obviously I've been thinking about this a lot, yeah. but even when it's consensual, you still have to think about it in terms of, you know, how society is currently structured. These people are in a position of, of power and nobody's really said anything or questioned it till now. Why I don't know. It could be because of our current president or predicament, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I'm thinking of it. I'm not thinking of it just in these particular situations. But I'm getting very like political now.
5: Yeah, <laughs> theoretical. You can, yeah, you cannot just go a day without being political at, at, at you know, currently in our country. So, but
6: I agree with you. It sounds like he's trying
5: to cover his tracks. Yeah, cover his. I off. think every guy right now in the industry is, but. But, anyways,
6: um, I was going to read some reviews of new material from Paloma Faith. She has a new album out now called The Architect. And she. Uh, Paloma enters the world of politics for album four, not surprising. Um, Paloma Faith calls her fourth album a social observation record, and it begins with a spoken word intro from. Samuel L. Jackson, who tells us, do not be fearful of evolution, the time is now. Left wing political commentator Owen Jones, who's previously open for Faith on tour, pops up later to argue for a society run in the interests of the majority. Then there's another track on which Faith's backing singers explain why they feel like pawns. It's a brave move from an artist whose biggest hit, Only Love Can Hurt Like This, is a love song written by 90s power ballad queen Diane Warren. Aside from these interludes, the architect feels like business as usual for Faith, whose previous three albums, all went double platinum. She says she wrote Guilty about the Brexit vote and interprets Warrior, which was actually written by Sia, as a song about the refugee crisis. But it's hard to imagine many listeners will realize the album's glossy production and lyrical vagueness mean these songs could just as easily be about relationships. We all need a bit of kindness. All the cruelty is so mindless. (laughs) She sings on I'll Be Gentle, a trite duet with John Legend. Fortunately, Faith's social observations are set to some strong pop soul tracks. The slinky crybaby recalls the late 90s R&B producer Rodney Darkchild Jerkins. Uh, World War III sounds like a Lana Del Rey tune on Protein Shakes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Surrender has a massive chorus With a welcome hint of melancholy Faith sounds fantastic throughout And there's no faulting her Commitment to the material As Sia Pen power ballads go Warrior feels a bit second rate But Faith attacks it like she's Belting out the next Titanium the Architect may not quite be the album she thinks it is, but it should cement Faith's position in the top tier of British pop singers. And this is from TheEnemy.com.
5: Um, I have uh, sad news. I feel like every week somebody <laughs> dies. <laughs> I mean, somebody in the music industry, at least. Yeah. Um, uh, RIP Malcolm Young, ADC, ACDC co-founder and rhythm guitarist, has died at 64. Legendary rocker had been suffering from dementia. Uh, Malcolm Young, co-founder of ACDC and rhythm guitarist of the best-selling Australian rock outfit, has passed away at the age of 64. Mm-hmm. He had a long been suffering from dementia and died surrounded by his loved ones and family. On Saturday morning, the band announced that the, the news of, in the emotional statement of the official website. Um, today, it is deep, with deep, heartfelt sadness that ACDC has announced the passing of Malcolm Young. Uh, Malcolm, along with Angus, was the founder of the creator of ACDC with enormous dedication and commitment. He was driving force behind the band. As a guitarist, songwriter, visionary, he was a perfectionist and a unique man. He always stuck to his guns and did uh, exactly what he said and wanted. Um, He took a great pride in Although they endeavored, he, his loyalty to his fans was unsurpassed, and his brother it is with hard to express in words what he has meant to me during my life. The bond we had was unique and very special. He was behind an enormous legacy that will live on forever. Malcolm, job well done. Previously, Young had taken a leave of absence from the band in April of 2014 before retiring altogether in September of 2014. Malcolm founded ACDC alongside his brother Angus in 1973. He was widely considered as one of rock and roll's greatest rhythm guitarists and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the rest of ACDC in 2003. Members including his brother uh, Angus um, had long credited him for being the driving force of the band. In 2015, interview with guitar player Angus explained, you see, Malcolm was always a great organizer. He always kept track of the stuff we were writing together. He recorded, dated, and made notes. My records, if you can call them that, are always chaotic. He is survived by his wife, Linda Young, and their two children, Kara and Ross. And this is out of consequence of sound. That's a bummer, but they
6: do have a a long legacy of of music that people will always... Oh, enjoy yeah, sure. i'm sure um, i had a chance to see them well i didn't really um, <laughs> i mean i was in japan when they were touring and people were wearing the the devil ears and my friend and i were like fuck we should have gone to see them like we should have made a plan but it was it was cool like seeing people in japan like fans of acdc
5: like who would have thought <laughs> hey man if they're big in japan yeah they made but it they
6: don't
7: speak any english but they can sing like, yeah <laughs> their words like word for Seriously,
5: yeah, yeah, and I mean that's the thing. It's like another another reason why if you know somebody you like is coming to town, mm-hmm. you just never know. You know, you should just go for it and just buy it so a great. goddamn ticket and just go to the concert because yeah. you don't know if they're gonna be around for much longer. You know, just um, live with no regrets. Yeah, <laughs> just don't
6: uh, don't wait around. Yeah, I don't, don't pay rent. It. Just
5: go to the concert.
6: <laughs> 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 Um, support the music industry Um, so my other another story about Morrissey it's actually a review of his new album which didn't do so well with the enemy it's called Low in High School and Maz's strange 11th solo album starts off well enough but soon goes seriously wrong what the fuck Uh, there's no easy way to tell you this (laughs) but Morrissey is fixated with the bit between your legs his 11th solo album is Chocablock with crutch on oh, the British. Home is a question mark. He implores you to wrap your legs around my face and on in your lap he delivers the grim news that I just want my face in your lap. <laughs> this is that's kind of sweet this is, I like how you read your story first and now we're getting
5: into the the nitty gritty with this it's like I read uh, sexual harassment story and this is uh what's this his, is his new his album, new album? Okay. you know
6: he's just laying it out there uh literally you should
5: also feel
6: some trepidation when you hit play on when you open your legs so that's the name of the song In the tracks on Lowen High School aren't crotch songs, they're anti-war songs. There are, categorically, no anti-crotch songs. On I Bury the Living, he bellows, Give me an order, I'll blow up a border, give me an order, I'll blow up your daughter. It's no shipbuilding, but it does drive the point home. Lead single Spent the Day in Bed sp- uh, skitters across melancholia with a littling refrain while the lyrics about the joys of ducking your responsibilities sound as though they're lifted from a 70s novelty song. Yet Jackie's Only Happy When She's Up on the Stage is the real standout, a tale of an actor whose ambitious far ambitions far outweigh her talent, its brooding goth pop laced with venom. In fact, the 12-song album first five tracks are passable if not actually quite enjoyable beyond this point though only the most hardened Maz fan should dare to venture the girl from Tel Aviv who wouldn't kneel is an unbearable cha-cha-cha who will protect us from the police is lumpen electro and least listenable track Israel sees him deliver political polemic via the dubious medium of a piano ballad Maz has become Pop's greatest troll in recent years, and here he's exhaustive and goading you to hit the off button. <laughs> it's enough to make you put your head in your hands, or indeed your lap.
5: Jesus Christ!
6: I still wanted to. I wanted to check out the the video for. I think it's the uh, the single from that album, but.
5: Oh, that spending my day in bed or. Something? Yeah, yeah
6: i think i saw that on his page but um anyways that's the news from the enemy.com and without further ado modern monsters is here thanks you guys for listening to our our news uh stories did you have any yeah did you guys have any uh thoughts on music news or politics or anything related
8: I'll try to leave my soapbox at the door, but <laughs> <Thank you.
6: laughs> Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah. to tell us a little bit about yourselves, and you guys recently just had a, a photo shoot last week, uh-huh. right: Yeah.
8: Well, I've got more than usual to say today, um, oh, so I'm going to try to hold myself back. and uh, Hold nothing back. He,
6: <laughs> he can hold you back. Yeah. Hold me yeah. back, Rich!
9: <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, we've had an extremely busy last few weeks doing, you know, playing out, um, playing in different areas. We just played at El Rio in San Francisco. Right on. And uh, we were at Winter's Tavern in Pacifica and uh, just trying to get our name out there as much as possible. But we did an awesome photo shoot. We found um, up in Petaluma these brass structure
10: steel, steel, artists.
9: steel artists that actually bring their stuff to Burning Man.
5: Oh, and nice. They have Sorry to interrupt. Can you check your mic real quick? The, the check. Table? Yeah. Okay. There we go. You have to talk into it, I guess. Yeah,
9: yeah. and um, they have the. I mean, they have this giant um, brass rhino okay. mobile, and we we're able, and it like opens up to a stage, and we we're able to like. You know, do scenes from, for a music video we have coming up, and also an awesome photo shoot.
8: Is it specifically brass? I feel like brass is was super. Steel. Cool. steel. If, yeah, steel. I doubt it was brass, but steel. definitely steel. Something metallic. <laughs> Hence the name. So yeah, let's definitely give a shout out. Uh, they are called Reared in Steel. Uh, they're out of Petaluma. They're totally awesome. Yes. I'm not sure how they feel about being promoted on a radio station, but why not? Yeah. They're great people. I we had a wonderful time. And, yeah, I mean, that's one example of trying to form relationships with our larger community, and it's awesome to be here with you guys. Um, woo Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of parts to the story of the band. It's a pretty fun story so far. We're about two years in, two and a half okay. years in. Um, but the thing that's popping for me right now, and it's cool timing that we're on your show, um, is, well, one of the first, I guess the first show that we did under our first band name, which was The Wonderment Project was a benefit show um and that was with aho uh Mm -hmm. which is the ambassadors of hope and opportunity they work with a lot of homeless youth and Uh i think they're based out of the north bay and that brody actually was the one who kind of came to the conclusion because we ended up doing a couple of benefit shows really early on and he was like i kind of think this is becoming part of our thing as a band and that evolved into we've done more of that but it's evolved into actually Almost a year ago, um, right around J20, and actually the official launch date was January 20th for Ugh. obvious reasons, yeah. um, we started a group uh, called Bay Area Bands Together, um, and it's interesting timing too because we just had, there was this wonderful show here in the city called Band Together Bay Area, really right. similar mm-hmm. idea the play on words, um, and we're moving forward with that a lot right now. We're, we've got a big show coming up in March that we um, are trying to start promoting a lot right now. Um, and it's going to be for Omni commons out in Oakland. They're a fantastic community hub. They've been hugely supportive of the, uh, families affected by the ghost ship fire. Um, they're just like a indispensable community hub for activists, you know, the DIY community, creative community. Um, and so we're going to be doing a big show in March to support them. Um, so that's, That's kind of like where I'm at right now, but there's a lot of other things to talk about with the band, and I'm just excited about kind of community organizing and Mm -hmm. coming together um, in crazy times right now. And I think it's um, also, you know, I was reading this article a couple days ago. I I posted this online. Um, I think it was the Huffington Post. Is the San Francisco music scene dead was the name of the article. And there's a bunch of articles that say similar things, you know. Okay, so Silicon Valley and the tech industry has sort of pushed... Creatives out of SF proper, as happened in Manhattan, and you know, in
9: in its own ways, um, it's also just really hard for musicians to survive in San Francisco. You know,
6: yeah. how it's hard to there? live here. Yeah,
9: yeah, it's extremely prohibitive. So you know
8: uh, no okay sure let's say maybe uh not as much in sf but the bay area has a lot going on um oakland and the surrounding area is definitely a very vibrant very alive scene in tons of ways right now there's a lot of cool stuff going on over there um and yeah i mean I, i think all of us are interested in trying to bring a community of artists and um, people who give a shit together. I don't know if I can swear on the radio, yeah. but uh,
5: it's community radio. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's no community radio. Exactly.
8: So, so that's what's up. So that's, yeah, that's why we're, you well, know,
10: uh, on that note, I wouldn't say the scene is, I wouldn't yeah. say the scene is dead. Right in there on uh, I would say the scene just had to take a nap for a little bit. It just got a little sleepy. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just waking up now. Everything's, I think about to come back and just come full circle again.
4: Yeah. And
9: just with everything that's going on in the world right now, it, it's really putting musicians to work, and you know, coming together.
8: You love that phrase. What? <laughs> putting musicians to work. You yeah.
9: Well, it's it's you know we're, <laughs> we have a reason to sing these songs about like you know what's happening to our country right now. You know, it's almost you some have days more seems like it seems like you know the country is imploding on itself yeah. in all areas, and you know. And
8: we're not down with that. Yeah,
9: people not like cool. and people like not to party cool, too. So it's like you know, let's come together for causes and
6: did d- you did you do your clapback video like m&m's clapback <laughs> <laughs> not yet not yet
5: that'd be cool like a <laughs> but i was like
6: what took him so long yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. i wish he would have done that months ago but i mean better late than never right yeah, yeah absolutely
9: well, and,
8: and like you you know like you know uh, having a radio station music is one of the most you know, powerful ways to get messages out, to bring right. people together. Yeah. You know, it's one of the most powerful uniting forces, M- music and the arts in general. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's what we want to do with it, largely. And I've noticed as time goes on, a lot of my songwriting and our songwriting has gotten a little bit more socially um, focused, has gotten a little bit more kind of like, okay, I mean, we, we're going to play a song today that we're tentatively just calling revolution. That's very much a call to um, heart-centered Arms. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Not
10: literally arms, but a call to no arms. No more guns, in terms
7: please. Of, <laughs> but you know? yeah.
6: We don't need yeah. that shit no more.
10: <laughs> no, we're willing to fight, but we, we want to do it quietly and peacefully. Yeah. It's <laughs> a it's a revolution of love, y'all. <laughs>
6: music is your weapon.
10: Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, we can connect here. Absolutely. I, to I was just it. gonna
9: say we are a band. It's
6: a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> we are a band.
10: We are a band with music. Yeah, we do have music most of the time.
6: <laughs> most
10: of the <it.
9: laughs> time. And um, so above, like the photo shoots and um, the shows we've been playing, we've also been in the studio quite a few times. We're um, putting together tracks for an upcoming EP nice. that we're hoping to be able to release um, soon into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need a couple more songs that we're recording, and it
6: takes time, work, definitely. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> well, that's, It seems like you guys are in a good spot for only being together. Two years.
10: Well, under this name, we haven't even been together that long. It's yeah. been a couple months under this name. Oh. The, the,
8: the project is two and a half years old, yeah. but the current name is quite fresh. Yeah, yeah
10: wes,
9: wes and I, Brody, um, started the band about two and a half years ago, but we were kind of in the cave just writing music for a while. <laughs> the man cave? Yeah, then we, yeah <laughs> the band cave. The band cave. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the bat cave, but right.
10: very similar. Bat, it's actually, if you want to confuse it with the bat cave, that's okay with me. Oh. Yeah, in that that, fact, the back cave uh, kind of moved around a lot too. It was—it was like multiple caverns, maybe. Yeah.
9: Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to um, just mention today we don't have the full band. We have Richard Wells. Richard. Richard it's also knows Richard, known as Richard. Roach. Roach. He's our um, Is that lead your guitar last name? player and.
10: No, oh. <laughs> I, I somehow acquired that name during the last show. I, I'm, I, I don't even I don't even know the story to it. If you could find out, you please let me know. I that, just ran Google it, folks. <laughs> that, that, is, that, is, that has been my name for a little bit now. Has been Roach.
9: He's also known as the Professor. <laughs>
6: oh, we can see that with the. the we're hero.
8: slowly starting to turn into these cari- these caricatures of ourselves, like our modern monster alter egos. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, the, we were
6: thinking about that too. Like mm-hmm. yeah. the monsters so. inside of us. Yes.
10: Yeah, I think so far I'm turning into a professor cockroach is that what's yeah, going on here like that. Like that? I'm going to be a cockroach with a lab coat well, We have interesting
8: backgrounds I mean Rich actually trained as an engineer So he's got a strong engineering background he was working for Sennheiser d- developing secret top secret yeah, top, top secret microphones <laughs> The best in the land school, So he's got a strong music background um, and I actually went to school for literature and philosophy, so we have a right lot of different on. things going
9: on. So. And we are um, tonight missing our um, brother, fourth brother, um, Keenan Tui.
6: I thought you were going to say, to remain unnamed.
9: To oh. remain unnamed.
6: He doesn't deserve He is name. an
9: amazing drummer, <laughs> amazing <laughs> punk rock drummer and rock and roll drummer, and super happy to have him.
6: He brings oh. the punk to the band, yeah.
9: Where's he at? He's working tonight.
6: Ah. Uh, he says,
10: "What's up?" Though he uh, called me what's earlier. What's
6: up? Uh, what's up with it? <laughs> he
9: works a lot. What's up? What's up? He does work a lot.
6: <laughs> well, that's good. We but all work a, a lot. That's yeah. the
9: you know the thing about you know Musician. being a music. You got to have that nine to five too in the beginning. Yeah, I absolutely. Really to
8: work hard, play hard thing. Oh. Yeah.
9: So yeah, we'd love to play a track. Sure,
6: love okay, to hear it.
8: Is it just gonna
7: automatically, like, yep. yep. it work? Should
9: work. we do we a, a tiny it? introduction f- to the song, sure. maybe? Sure. Um Once again, we are Modern Monsters, and this was a track we recorded actually last week at SAE Expressions College. Um, and just thank you so much to the engineers that helped us out, like, they were amazing, and this track came out better than we could have expected. It's not mastered at this moment, but It will be one on our EP Yeah Revolution people of all different
6: That's awesome. And they record you for free? They Or do you have to pay? There
9: or? are it's it's funny. It's almost like um It's almost like you know when you get your teeth done, you go to dental school?
7: Yeah. <laughs> and but, but you
9: actually have like, you know, the professors there. They're watching to make sure things aren't getting messed up. But, you know, it's a really good avenue for musicians to record for basically nothing. Like, you know, the students are there engineering it, but it's being mixed, mastered, and engineered at the same time by, you know, not mastered, but mixed by absolutely professionals.
10: I mean, it it is an absolutely amazing way for musicians to uh, get their tracks recorded for free, and at the same time, you're helping students learn how to record music, how to work with musicians, and how different musicians work together. And it's really kind of like a community thing there. Everyone is helping each other get up a little bit more on that road.
6: That's awesome. It sounds like a two-way street. It's not just, you know, you paying for a service. It's going both ways. It really is. And
9: like we said, we've, I mean, with it, we've done this at a couple different schools. And we've actually made a connection with, uh, like, a master engineer, master producer,
8: Master. Are you ta- yeah. you're talking about Piper? Uh, Piper? Yeah. Talk- oh my God! So do you, do you, shout you, out you to Piper me? Payne. Piper Payne, do you know her? She mm-hmm. balance breakfast. You should. That, does that <laughs> that? Oh, yeah, I've heard of so it. Balance breakfast is yeah. a. It's a meetup. I think they have them all. They have them pretty much all over the country. Yeah, over. they're all
10: over the country. She yeah. she
8: started the East Bay chapter with one other person. So there was an SF balance breakfast, mm-hmm. and um, I guess yeah, she just decided she was gonna start one up in the East Bay, and she's. An extremely amazing individual who is she does
10: uh, recording and mixing and mastering for musicians Mm -hmm. and uh, also teaches at two schools, two two
9: three At least two, yeah. She's just, I mean, I don't know, hired gun for just
8: well, she's awesome. So, people, Uh, everybody wants to work with her. You should definitely know her. Yeah, huge shout out to Piper.
6: (laughs) We'll be recording our next album coming right up. and um so that's where you recorded for the upcoming ep that's going to be coming out
9: yes yeah. and um i mean with the with that we've completed two singles and um another one that we'll play a little bit later on hopefully
10: um well that one was that one was at sae but the other one was at uh, Los, uh oh man this is gonna i'm going to
9: butcher you. the name so there's no point in saying it but it was
10: um, somewhere i don't even
9: remember <laughs> where I it was <laughs> It was was a college of recording arts.
10: (laughs) (laughs)
6: That's all we needed to know. (laughs) And um, tell us uh, some of your upcoming shows.
9: We have, um, so our next upcoming show is really, really fun. It's um, part of Oakland First Fridays.
6: Oh, yeah. Over at
9: Stork Club. Mm -hmm. And that's always just you never know who's going to be in the audience. It's just people walking around having a good time. And you know that it's a free show. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like five or six bands that play. And then they have a burlesque show that happens at 10 PM and then more music. yeah, it's an, and I I know lots of the bars in Oakland do like you know shows for first Friday the Uptown.
6: That's fun. I haven't. Um, the Uptown just reopened. Um, I used to go there back in the day, but I was excited that they're. It
9: is a really nice stage, a really good looking bar, nice outside. <laughs> but that's not where we're playing. Playing a Store Club.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, and then know, right make af- your way to the Fox. Yeah. there. and right then right there. after
9: that on. Um, December fifteenth, we're gonna be at, up in Napa at a place called Jam Cellars, and um, you might know that name from um, they have a stage at Bottle Rock. Um, Still so. I haven't been yet. It's I mean it's really cool. It's <laughs> like neither have we. Uh, oh. It's like a cool rock yes. and roll wine bar. Like you know they oh have fun. records and like you know
6: yeah
9: Marshall stacks. Those are amps. Um.
7: <laughs> For people who don't know,
6: <laughs> and,
9: guita- and guitars hanging all over Stacks. the walls.
7: <laughs> it's, it's cool. cool. That's, That's an awesome. Marshall Stacks.
9: Marshall Stacks. Shout
7: Your out to the best eco.
9: bartender at. Did <laughs> <laughs> we have a? Uh,
8: oh. No, go ahead. We have a show coming up. Uh, can we say who we're playing with yet? Is that should we go ahead and announce that? Yeah, I mean, sure, it's probably fine. Um, we have a show coming up January fifth okay. with one of my very favorite local bands, who I also would like to give a big shout out to. Um, their full name uh, is based off of uh, a project that happened on the Golden Gate Bridge. I guess people were trying to, you know, jump off the bridge oh, yeah. a lot, and so they started trying to create this barrier to yeah, prevent people net. from jumping. And it turns out that the full name of that was the physical suicide deterrent system project Jesus Christ. that was the actual name <laughs> shit. so th- as, as so kind of you know tongue in cheek they they t- use that for their band but they go by pSDSP they're actually playing a show tonight in Fairfax at Perry's Bar if anybody wants to come up Nice. Um, and we're going to be lucky enough to play with them January fifth also at Perry's bar in Fairfax if anyone and we wants uh, to make we
9: actually that, just so. played their um couple weeks ago at Perry's it's this really cool bar in Fairfax in Marin County it's just like a really cool rock and roll spot they have lots of different types of music but we just had an amazing show with a band called the Happies and Sun Hunter and we completely packed the place and there's no better feeling than just having all your friends and family watching and
6: absolutely sounds like a good old time Yeah,
9: (laughs)
8: absolutely that's the most important thing you know
6: Definitely.
9: Maybe we can play another track? Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, I'm not pulling it up on my phone if
6: somebody else <laughs> he's wants
8: He's like, nothing's
6: available. <laughs> <laughs> to I be determined.
8: Phone, so this one's kind of oh, yeah. oh, you did? Oh, you
6: kind of had that feeling, like,
8: I'm yeah, using this, I I'm not really attached to, to it. Uh, I'm an installed SoundCloud.
6: How did you... <laughs> how did you lose your phone? Sorry, I love these stories. Actually, it's
8: funny. We were... It was kind of... We was. It was uh,
10: Thanks, Rich. Thank you. I just haven't heard the story either, so I'm just excited to hear it. Oh, this is not that interesting.
8: So we were moving studios. We've moved studios a few times, and it was the last night ever going to the old spot, which is funny because it's like it it has its revenge. But um, Brody and I went to grab a couple last pieces of gear, and I was there taking just a couple... Photos with my phone, you know, for uh, the sake of the memories, and I think I ended up leaving the phone on the roof of my car.
7: Oh
5: no! And it was a really Burst. cool, it's a terrible feeling. It's a oh, good yeah. story though. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good story.
8: <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of stories. There's some someday we're gonna have to write the biography because it's it's been a pretty interesting ride. Oh I'm jeez, sure. I'm sure.
6: Um, are, are you guys planning on touring the West Coast or doing like a a major tour?
10: Absolutely. The yeah, plan yeah. is absolutely in the works. Uh, still figuring out all the details right now, but that is absolutely in our future. And just the
9: more bands you meet when you're playing around, like, mm-hmm. and you play in different places, you meet often, you know, a night we'll have one touring band. So it's good making connections. We made a connection with a band in Seattle. Nice. We made a connection with a band in Kansas City. Right and, you know, for them too, it's like, you know, it's almost like, you know, that we've made a friendship. And when they come here... Hopefully we can make shows for them and they can do the same.
8: Yeah, I've got some connections in Athens, Georgia, too, which is a really cool town. R.E.M. came out of there. Yes. Um, a couple of other really, really awesome... Kings Was of it no, Kings B-52s? Of of
10: I have no they idea. They came out of New Orleans.
8: From like, Georgia?
6: Anywhere. Oh, wait. I know they're from the south. B-52s?
8: Did they come... I think they might have come out of, uh, of Athens, Georgia. Georgia, somewhere. So yeah. we've got a few hot spots that, you know, and uh, some little connections in Austin and New York. So some, it'll happen. It's just a matter of finding the resources and getting it together. So There's a lot of good it, bars it in Austin, Austin
6: with is, a lot of live oh music. Yeah.
10: That is definitely a city where it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. <laughs> that is a major destination.
9: We also need a giant RV, so, you yeah. know. Yeah, whoever wants <laughs> to We're to accepting donate, donations. A giant RV
6: Who's going to hook it up?
1: That'd
10: be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> <This guy>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Rich. I, oh, thought, am I hooking up the RV. Yeah. I thought somebody,
6: that's what you guys did in the North Bay/East slash Bay. You guys just have Rolling around in Hummers and
10: stuff. Yeah. See, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge vehicles. You don't have you know, a city office. That's a very, uh,
8: we're really rolling in the dough right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lucrative thing to be a new musician.
6: Huge vehicles that
9: really destroy the All of our money comes from um, Spotify streaming. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. We yeah. make a lot of that 0.
7: .0001%. <laughs>
9: but um, like I said, we do have another track. Um, this one was recorded by Piper Pan, mixed and mastered. Piper Pan. Um, it's called All I Know. And this was our first or second single that we released. And it's so, once again going to go on our upcoming EP.
8: And maybe at some point we could do a little mention of what the songs are actually about. That might yes. be good too. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we'll go ahead and play it. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
5: was over, right? Nobody <laughs> <laughs> told me. Uh, so
6: tell us about uh, the last two songs that we've heard.
10: Well, um, well, the uh, the first one, uh, "Revolution," was uh, these
9: songs were actually both started by. Um, I wouldn't say written by because we have such a creative like collaboration while writing songs, but they were all written by Rich.
10: <laughs> I wouldn't say written by Rich, but they're the all Roach. written by Rich. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Professor Roach.
10: Roach. Well, uh, I well uh, Roach Spud. I think all I know the last track we just listened to was the first one of ideas I started. I, I ha- we say it that way because m- usually what happens is like someone brings an idea into the studio. And then I have described it before as experimental chaos just ensues after that, and it's just it's just I don't know start lobbing ideas out there, and eventually it forms into something like you just heard. but uh, when i with with all I know, um, we were rehearsing at uh our studio in san rafael at the time uh-huh. which studio i forget which studio so was we're a couple studios back. yeah we were rehearsing at the story. and um i had uh just woken up and i wrote that initial riff that you hear in the beginning da, 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 da. and then That's um beautiful, Rich. i know right wow. <laughs> and then uh i i just i just started playing that it was like uh I don't know, something I just woke up to, started playing it, and I was going to write some lyrics, and I, it made me think of good, like having a good day, and just this, you know...
6: It's a rare occasion.
10: Yeah, yeah, it was, I actually woke up in a good mood, that doesn't happen that often. There's so
9: <laughs> many awesome songs out there in the history of just, like, rock and hip-hop, just about having a good day, like, you know...
10: Yeah. it's few it's especially yeah it's few and far
7: between I'm They
9: from start, break start break. to end yeah. you're just ice like day was <laughs> no, a good day good. good yeah nappy I think nappy roots did a song about having a good day too it's, it's
6: a lot of hip hop a good
10: way to
8: go you know yeah. who, who doesn't want to hear about having a good
6: day isn't there that one song <laughs> da da day da da, da. A lot of reggae lovely songs, day yeah. lovely day yeah bill withers is that who it was okay
7: <laughs> That's what I it's it. just
9: like there's <laughs> so much crap that could happen at some point in your day but like how great are those days that you wake up and then you go through work and then you go through the rest of the day and at the end of the day, you're just like that was a really awesome day like can we know, have but,
6: more of those please yeah. just
9: more of those there's just like you know a lot of roadblocks
10: yeah i mean a, a big point of the song too was uh when we initially wrote it because west was the one that heard me play the riff just you know pra- warming up for practice and he was like what is that? He, I was like, I don't I just, something I just started, he was like, I love it, let's write a song. And then, so we started writing the song, and then the lyrics came from, partially from uh, stuff that Brody had written, right, it was the chorus that you wrote? Yeah, I wrote the, just the lyrics to and, the chorus. And then uh, overlaying <laughs> the kind of feel, like <laughs> the kind of feel for the song, uh, since I kind of have like this minor twist in the riff, I was looking to, Create a song that was kind of optimistic. So I told West to think of like something like bad, but try to give like an optimistic spin. Like
8: a guy who's actually having kind of a terrible day. Yeah, but, but he's like just determined to, that, to continue having a good day, even though all these things keep. going. <laughs> Plow
6: on through. Yeah.
10: yeah. So then. So. Yeah, so then, uh, so then uh, what else did we play? Oh, Revolution. And then Revolution was another idea that I had, like, oh, I don't know. I think I wrote a song, like, five years 45 ago. Forty-five years ago. Forty-five, back in uh, Vietnam, actually. No, about- <laughs> Literally, 45 years
8: f- <laughs> ago. <laughs> Isn't that scary?
6: Okay. Was that 45 years ago? I
8: think so. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was- It was, so, it was just Shout out to, to Vietnam. The Summer of Love <laughs> <laughs> has 50th anniversary. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good
10: call. Good call. Man, I, that was totally subconscious, too. But FYI, I wanted to be a history major when I was uh, first graduating high school. Not too late now. <laughs> I'm not going back to school. I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's over. And, I'm done.
9: Yeah, and that song was called Revolution, and um, you can talk about you know the lyrics.
10: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I started that song in... Actually, it was in... Um, Vietnam 45 um, years ago it was, it was a tech space um basically where these guys we we just randomly had a practice we were in between studios looking for a place to practice uh, my friend let us use his space which is full of carpentry uh metal working uh just industrial very industrial and uh it's very easy to cut yourself in i uh, played this song again i played this song for wes and after Wes heard it he was like, that was really cool. We should work on that. And the original version now is like, I wouldn't say completely different, but it is way different than what I had originally written and uh, again, but that's what happens like we bring, I brought a song in was like, what do you guys think? And then everyone got their hands on it and then just started tearing pieces off of it, putting new pieces on it, moving pieces around and uh-huh. so eventually we came up with uh, Revolution.
8: What, what tends to happen is, uh, lyrically, I have not so hidden agendas, and so uh, we'll find, you know, Rich will come up with a great riff, or Brody does, or sometimes I'll come up with something. And then, it's definitely in the case of these two songs, I end up wanting to, as much as I can lyrically, take a social or a political spin. So I was like, you know, with all I know, okay, someone's, you know, trying to have a good day, so then lyrically i decided i would set it in this dystopian society that's crumbling and literally this person is living in kind of like a a half abandoned city and everything's falling apart the resources are running out and they're like living in this incredibly chaotic and scary environment but in spite of it all they're like you know what i'm having a really good day right now i'm staying positive um, and that to me is kind of fun to, to have that embedded in the meaning of the song, you know right. So on the surface of it, you can enjoy it It's got a nice tune and it's like oh good day But then underneath there's kind of more there's more meaning
9: on. it also actually almost had a different name Which is interesting you could.
8: Can... oh that was revolution uh, the the parenthetical I, I was I was like obsessed with this Radiohead album. I think it was um which one was it? I think it was. Oh, look
5: at me, I wouldn't have no idea. In rainbows.
8: About... No, no, it was King one of the. Of
5: Williams, all the ones.
8: It was one of the uh, one of the ones mm. just right after Kid A. I, I can just never Parent, remember which um, one it was. I think it was Hail to the Thief. Anyway, yeah. they they had all these parentheticals after the names. Yeah. And so the uh, song of the streets was going to be the the second name of Revolution. Um, which sounds similar to your show I think the name of the show is Sounds from the Street Sounds from the Street So, so uh, that one similarly We had this great riff We started constructing it And I was like you know what This has an interesting kind of like Vibe to it that feels very anthem And I think I'm going to turn the, try to turn this Into a revolutionary sort of You know anthem Angst. And I was lucky enough to get to participate in Occupy when I was living in New York for a while. Okay. And one of the you know, chants that I heard also, there was a amazing women's march that happened in the East Bay mm-hmm. shortly after our uh, lovely president was elected. Yeah, um, I was
6: in the one here in San Francisco.
8: Nice. And in both of those, there was this chant that came... I know a lot of the chants are, are really popular and end up getting circulated and they're very empowering, but one of them is... Um, We are unstoppable, another world is possible, you know, we are unstoppable, another world is possible, and that's such a cool chant, it's one of my favorites, it's so uh, affirming, and so I kind of like, I grabbed that for the chorus, but I changed it a little bit, um, so that it wasn't like word for word, you know, just taking that chant, so it's, we are unstoppable, the revolution is possible, we're unstoppable with eyes open and hearts full. So, it's again, it's like this revolution of love kind of thing. So, it's, it's like it's kick
10: ass, but it also has a heart. You know what I yeah. mean? That's the oh, idea. That's,
6: that's important.
10: Yeah. So. You got to
6: kick ass with some feelings in yeah. here.
10: Yeah, we came, <laughs> we came here to kick ass and kiss babies. <laughs> and we're all out of babies.
6: It's a way to go.
7: <laughs>
6: How would you describe your music to somebody who is just tuning in?
9: Um, well, it's definitely rock and roll. It's definitely, you know, indie rock. Blah, blah, blah. Um,
8: there's a lot of grunge that comes through. More grunge than we realized was there. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's also a lot. It's mean,
9: coming back. For myself, like, the rock scene in the 60s, like, 67, and the grunge scene in the 90s, they're very similar. Just ro- kind of rock and roll bands just, you know, singing about whatever they wanted to. But, like, you know, the songs were just really, really good and rocking. And I identify with... You know bands like Blind Faith, you know early Pink Floyd, um, and bands like Nirvana and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and
8: the good ones. <laughs> yeah. one of the things I think we're we're trying to do in some way, shape, or form. Maybe we're not even consciously trying to do it, but um, is. So there are these these hot spots, you know, you've got like the late 60s, early 70s, that whole incredible eruption of music that happened then. And then you've got things like, you know, Manchester in the late 80s, early 90s. You've got CBGB in, you know, the late 70s and you've got grunge in, you know, the early mid 90s. There are these spots where music just absolutely Goes crazy yeah and everything's just kind of takes off and and for me it's like i look at each of those times and i'm like okay they're kind of these isolated islands but there was a continuity and how can we sort of draw from all of that how can we pull in some of the grunge some of that 60s incredible rock and roll like cream and pink floyd and zeppelin and the beatles and how can you pull from some of that early punk that was, that had such a great edge to it. And, you know, or some of the new wave artists from the eighties, like, I don't know. So for me, it's like, it's interesting to try to pull Pat Benatar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
9: She was great. (laughs) Great. It's like Phil
8: Collins.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Something in the air tonight.
9: That's a great
6: song. (laughs) Would you do a song Um, like
9: that though? But is that actually. In space. (laughs) That perfectly segues into uh, the next song we we're hoping to play, yeah. um, which is Are we playing another song? Oh, yeah, nice which is a kind of like ode to nineteen sixty seven which was the you know we just had the fiftieth anniversary of the summer of love, That's right. so the song we haven't decided whether we're going to put it on our EP yet Forward. just because it We've already released it as a single, mm-hmm. but it just has a slightly different sound since we've, you know, evolved. We've gone from a five piece to a four piece. And um, this
10: song was originally recorded as a five piece, too.
8: But we're less keyboard driven now. It has a very, like, it has like big organ sound in it. So. Uh,
9: it's, cool. it's definitely sandwiched with an organ, and um, I didn't write this song, but I kind of had... The, um, I get high with a little help from my friends, the Joe Cocker version has this like awesome organ part in the beginning and Mm -hmm. just I've always wanted to kind of recreate that feel and We got that in the song the songs called of paisley Mm -hmm. and it was um, The idea came from Wes. I don't know if you want to say something about it Well again as with all of our songs
8: They're very highly collaborative so Brody says he didn't write the song But the truth is that he wrote it every bit as much as I did it's kind of like with rich coming up with a riff Like the actual structure of the song has everything to do with Brody. I mean, you know, and, but for me, I was, I I get really nostalgic. It was coming right up on the Summer of Love. It was, you know, I think it was actually a year before, and I was still, I was thinking about it already. Because I'm, you know... Preparation. Yeah, I mean, you know, my mom was alive. Shout out to my mom. Uh, She was alive during that time. Um, She was around 20, you know, that summer. And had moved, you know, from uh, the Midwest out to California and was totally a hippie. And so I was watching this documentary on the Summer of Love and I was like, you know what? I want want to write a song that commemorates that time, that really tries to capture that spirit. And that was how it started and... Yeah, so that's that's Of Paisley.
9: (laughs) My parents were actually, um, got married in 1967. Oh, nice. And they, hi mom, hi dad, (laughs) shout out to Herb and Isabel. Um, And they're about to have their 50th wedding anniversary, which is kind of cool with this, you know, this whole thing too. Um,
6: Congratulations.
9: And this, yeah, the song's called Of Paisley.
6: For the 17th time. For the 17th (laughs) time. In case you forgot.
9: And we're upstairs. Check.
8: My favorite uh, movies of that era, Alice's Restaurant. Oh, I love that movie! Such a great movie. And there's yeah, good old Arlo. Um, And there's a scene actually, you know, a
5: Thanksgiving movie
8: too. Yeah, totally. Um, And there's a scene that's like the kind of like melancholy moment where they're in a a cemetery actually, Um, and you know one of their friends has died, and this Joni Mitchell song comes on at that moment in the movie that's one of the most haunting, beautiful songs I've ever heard. And she says, songs to aging children come, aging children, I am one. Um, and so I was trying to capture that. So one of the lyrics, because I was thinking about it being in the cemetery, so one of the lyrics of Paisley is, ghosts, aging children become, looking for a place in the sun. So but it kept sounding like goats. No matter what we did, it always sounded like goats when we would do it on the recording. So we decided to insert. I did a goat noise, and oh, in yeah, the, so in the background, hidden <laughs> on that track, is actually a goat that pops up when I say ghosts.
6: Really, it was. Really, it's. <laughs> You're so true to the original recording. So it's
8: it's goats aging children become. <laughs> uh,
6: it's a it's a way to remember, yeah. you know, get people's attention.
7: Uh-huh. Um,
6: <laughs>
9: So. we can just do goat sounds for the rest yeah. of the show. You want
6: to yes. tell them
9: where to find us? Do it. Yes. Yeah, so um, <laughs> the our um, home base for, you know, the whole internet world is 3msmodernmonstersmusic.com m's and it's plural monsters there's more than one of us. And you can find us on um, Facebook, on Instagram, um Modern monsters music. Um,
8: We're most active on Facebook. That's a good place to stay Facebook, up to date good. on. And, and yeah, Instagram. if you
9: if you give the band a like, we you know all bands love likes. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the mailing like list what? or email list for for to subscribe <laughs> yeah. to f- kind of figure out what where bands are doing yep. and where they're That's playing true. shows. Um, Stock them. You can stalk us there. Um, like I mind. said, we haven't released an EP yet, so we're not on Spotify or iTunes. But when we release hey. our. When we release our. Soon. All soon. that, we will be on all those different.
10: Yeah, we'll have a date outlets. for it very soon, too. But we
9: are under. Um, if you go to SoundCloud, you can hear some of these songs for Modern Monsters as well.
10: Right now we have uh, s- some of our old demos from when we were still called the Wonderment Project. But uh, pretty soon those will also be replaced by the EP. So listen up fast because they might be going away. It's true. Yeah. I just They're deleted it right limited,
8: now. Limited edition. Limited <laughs> edition. <Limited. laughs>
10: Someday.
6: How did you come up with the name Modern Monsters? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Everybody
5: hates this question.
10: Uh, uh,
9: it just took a, it took you, a really long time. How are you (laughs) We decided we wanted to change our name in like the end of June and then we didn't, I mean, we were working in like the woodshed for like a couple months, but we didn't really come up with a name until like the end of September. Mm -hmm. That's how long we were, I mean, when you have four people in a band, like, you know, three people will like a name and then one person will be adamant against it or one person will love a name and then the other three guys are like, are you kidding me? Like,
6: what's wrong with you?
9: So
10: um, it, it was causing some serious stress in the band. We I, I was wondering if we were going to make it through the name process after a while. The, we we almost almost we disbanded. Don't have
6: an <laughs> the deciding factor. Yeah.
9: But with that, we came up with a bunch of cool band names. So you know, we're selling those too on
7: our Facebook. <laughs> <That's
6: fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Penny for your thoughts.
8: <laughs> I have a really geeky thing to insert, but it was Rich who came up with the name. But I'm gonna say one thing, which is um, I shouldn't even say this. I think it's funny. When I was so when I was studying uh, in school, um, one of my big projects that I did was actually on like the origin of. The humanoid monster, specifically, like like why is it we're so fascinated by humanoid monsters? It's like okay, it looks like a person, but what is a humanoid monster? Instead, it's a vampire. Instead, it's a zombie. It's a you know, Um, and so I actually have had a fascination with monsters since I was a little kid. Was drawing them from the time I was three, and one of the first things Brody and I bonded over was our mutual love of monster movies like Alien, and you know.
9: Hellraiser. Hellraiser.
8: He got me watching Hellraiser for the first time. I was like, "No way, I'm not, not watching that." It's more
9: than just like a I'll horror tell us movie. About how deep it there's, been. there's like, <laughs> deep, there's depth to that story. There's depth to that like scary box puzzle box, and there were like fourteen of them. Like uh, the the first like four were really good, and then they started just kind of using the guy as like a gimmick in your uh, average scary movie, but. You should check out like all of them. They're yeah, good. I've
6: seen like one or two of them, yeah. but I was just don't like,
9: check out all of them.
6: Don't I'm not touching Helbert's the
9: box. Boss. Pinhead is the man. I so
6: love I'm Hel not Rayman. touching that
8: box. Without so without meaning to, somehow we stumbled onto a name that actually all of us could come together on, um, and it was Rich who ended up throwing it out, and we were like, "Yep, that's that sounds like our common ground. Modern monsters. Yep."
10: It, um, well, I mean, it was kind of funny where that kind of came from, because it, it had taken us so long to find a name, and we were f- starting to find, like, in, in the beginning, we'd throw out an idea, and everyone would be like, no, nah, nah, no, no, not that one, trying to, no, trying to, no, and then eventually <laughs> we started catching on, to like, okay, that could work, okay, and then we started finding things that, like, we would agree on, you and l- monsters. monsters was a word that kept coming up, and...
6: Because we all have a monster within us.
10: Yes, right, exactly. Monsters, monsters are I think wasn't Monsters Are Real or something like uh, that? Mon- is, the we monsters. Had monsters inside of
9: we had Monsters Are Real. We had Monsters on Twelfth Street. Yeah. There's a TV 12th Street the T V show. The T V show. Monsters. Ah, uh, monsters? Just kidding. <laughs> or
6: the monsters. The but monsters. then the monsters inside uh, of me. Monsters just is just a, a cool it? word.
9: Yeah. It's very like it's, it's very well,
10: monstrous. Well, so what we eventually really? did What we eventually wow. did was uh, give up or we put in five names each to be deci- decided on like you know we can all pick five names. We'll all dis- decide over like everyone's uh, names there and we'll figure it out from, from there. That's all and choices. Then, and then uh, well everyone, we already decided we already kind of decided on one name but I still didn't put my five names in yet. And was uh, Brody called me up? Was like, hey man, we we still gonna get your like names in there? Uh, we, you know, West still wants to hear everyone's names here. We all want to hear everyone's names. I'm like. God, I just want to just have this name thing over with right now. So I tried picking five names that nobody would like. And then I said, I put them into the band. They were like, We love them. And I was like, That's what I should have been doing the whole time. Just picking things that I thought weren't, weren't as good. But from that, I mean, I love the name, too, and I think it's a name that works really well. It's it, it's a catchy name. It's easy to remember, yep. and it's very uh, descriptive for stuff that we talk about. We get political, we get social, and we get fun. So monsters can be all those things in there. They don't have to be these horrible, scary politicians running around or these <laughs> demons inside the bus. They, they can be these cute, fuzzy creatures walking around and just having a good day.
6: Yeah. <laughs> They're so fuzzy. Uh, we, or we wish they were.
8: I love the ambiguity of both of those words too because if you like if you try to define what is modern what does it mean what you know what's Modern. What's modernity? It's like totally hard to define. Modernity. Modernity. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's, that's getting a little academicy there. It's a little too
11: much little it's one too of academic. Word guys I was one of those
8: today. getting a little wordy there. <laughs> but um, you know, dumb
10: it down for the rest of us here. And
8: you know, monsters is is similar. Like, how the hell do you define a monster? So, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm done.
10: <laughs> <Expert>. <laughs>
6: Nobody can. <laughs> no, it's. Did. I mean everyone has their own interpretation and that's that's yours. What's your interpretation?
9: Um <laughs> I, I, I mean like like they've said, I what I liked about modern monsters was the fact that you can really do anything with it. Like we can all have our own like, you know, monster caricature and it can be kinda like gorillaz y a little bit. Or, you know, like we said, you know, a modern monster could be someone like LeBron James, you know, like <laughs> These people are who are just monstrous, and you know, like monstrously tall, monstrously tall, or monstrously evil, or monstrously cool, or you know, monstrously cute,
5: monstrously cute, monstrously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. like the, that? Hmm.
10: Dude, that, that gives me a great idea for an album now. Monstrously cute. We should get like <laughs> kittens and dogs and like, like put costumes on them. Like they could be the modern monsters. <laughs> what was your
5: Japanese style? You know, they're your
6: mascot.
10: Kind of that mascot. There we go. Modern, <laughs> modern, <mascots>. modern <laughs>
6: monster <laughs> mascot.
10: Sir. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get Charlie. And my my dog is Charlie. We're gonna get Charlie oh, and uh, we're and, and Gus. That's yeah, right. We we we're get Brody. Brody has a puppy. We'll dress him up in yeah. monster outfits and they can be the mascot. Yeah. running around so
5: you get the you'll months. get a lot of people in your show everybody's <laughs> like, gonna want to go to your shows <laughs> like,
6: we don't care about the music we want the dog <laughs> oh one thing
8: that actually would be good to say do come to our shows um, yes. Yes. yeah yeah
7: do, it. Do, it. do you guys have any me.
5: shows to not promote <laughs> yeah not yeah. just for
8: the dogs but we, you know we try to do something different every time one of the things we do is it's not just songs it's it's a whole experience so when you come in and, you know, you see us starting to play, it's going to be something different every time. We've always got soundscapes, and we've got these interesting things that meld and blend from one song to the next. So you are, like, the idea is you are going to be getting an experience every time that you wouldn't necessarily get on any other night, so. And a lot um, of times
10: there will be uh, songs in between songs, and we have, like, a a couple of... Songs in
8: gestation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
10: there'll be songs that you'll hear mostly at every show, and there'll be songs in between that will either be just be working on or ideas that are just starting or sometimes it'll be like a starting of idea and or then we'll John get Sash. so far through it and be like you know what we're done with this idea it's not working out yeah. worked out for that period of time but it's gone so every time you come you'll uh, hear something new at least we're
8: bringing fresh material in every show and
5: when is make. your next show
8: uh, the Stork club the next store one is cl- gonna be uh the yeah club? first friday in oakland uh yeah. december
9: 1st december 1st oh,
8: yeah
6: that's coming up yeah and what time do you guys go we on we go on at
9: 8 p.m it's early but not really early for first fridays because first friday starts pretty early it starts at like That's two right. i think yeah so. i
10: think we're gonna be there starting at like two <coughs> o'clock wandering around so come hang out with us too
9: yeah. yeah oh yeah the fun thing about yeah first fridays are because the streets close down they have all the bands load in at you know 1 p.m or 2 p.m so you just
8: hang out for hours and it can be a mixed bag if you <laughs>
9: Had
5: a couple drinks. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say do you guys drink it's all day like, what do you do for that down? time?
10: Nice yeah. <laughs> Just surrounded on. by bars
5: it's gonna be and sloppy. flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello
10: Cleveland. Hi
6: <laughs> yeah. Oakmont. Right Don't say you're from San Francisco. <laughs> hey San Francisco. Are we in California? Oh my god. I hate it when like the bigger bands do that. Oh, when you're, in oh you're in yeah. at the Fox,
5: and everybody's like, yeah. hello, San Francisco.
6: Yeah. You're uh, no, you a no
10: <laughs> There goes the entire crowd walking right yeah. out now. <laughs> it's all over here. They'll never be back.
9: <laughs> you well, know, I mean, often when you're in a band and you have lots of shows, you don't necessarily know exactly where the show, like, like where we were playing. Or... Well, the funny thing is, <laughs> what the
6: fuck?
10: I we just were... woke up off the tour bus. They just pulled, dragged me onto the stage. I didn't even see the outside.
6: That was, um, was Iggy Pop, literally. I went to see him <laughs> yeah. in, at the Burger Boogaloo, and his. you could see his, um, his uh, tour bus was pulling right up. Got on the stage, done, gone.
9: Yeah. <laughs> like, and who a, knows wow. if he
6: knew where he was but uh, I Especially think he,
9: we with we, GPS too You often yeah. have no idea where you are You're just following GPS So like we had our <laughs> show on Wednesday at um, El Rio And you know I'm telling people El Rio's in the mission they're like where in the mission And I'm like I, I
7: don't You
9: know. know just you know I type in the name on GPS Or I just get out of the car and you know start playing and,
6: But isn't it I, I feel like we know people who still get lost Even though it's like don't you have your phone? You no, know,
10: there's something interesting I was reading about a while ago about uh, how our, our basically how we work with navigation, and um, it was this article about a book or something. I'm I'm sorry, I'm really gonna be really vague on those details, but the point is, um, it was talking about how. Where before maps we had like a really keen sense of uh direction all the time like we were able to just tell north south east west whatever probably because
5: we were looking up and we're not like we're, yeah, yeah. Well,
10: and then eventually maps came into play and then now that was something that like oh now my brain doesn't have to think about this i can just pull out a map and okay that makes things a lot easier and now that we have gps like you half of us are just completely yeah. turned around and just like I I but have it, no idea up down pointing. left right yeah. uh, and
9: now we have cars the phone that are, says
10: go left I'm going left that's just what's happening we have
9: cars now too they're driving themselves so you really literally have no idea where you are you just yeah. kind of know where you're going you just know <laughs> I am where you're going so scary you go for take that. a nap and wake up and you're like okay I'm um, you know I'm on my way to Bakersfield right now like I I guess it doesn't really matter where I am
6: how do you guys feel about that would you trust something like I that
10: i absolutely cannot wait for there to be Every single car on the road that's a self-driving car. Have you driven in the Bay Area recently? Have you seen the drivers on these roads? It would it's probably help intense. with. It. There's no way that they, that self-driving cars could be worse. I am completely convinced. I I have almost died countless of times, like just driving around here. We
8: were just talking about it on the way over here. Traffic was insane bad. on the way over here. And what
10: makes
9: traffic so bad sometimes <laughs> is you know everyone's trying to change the lane at a different time. So if, you know really if they're driving themselves, hopefully they'll have like ideas okay. about how close to be. Being able. And Maybe you can deal with traffic movement. lights differently because you have cars that are running on like you know tracks opposed to like someone trying to speed up over that light and then like you know Boom. changing lanes and making it so this guy can't get in the yeah. thing and
8: and there's there's no future for cars like that's I mean yeah you can have electric cars that's great but. We're talking about, you know, I mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get in my soapbox. But the, the <laughs> get like, on it. Popul- that's, it's like we're talking about, you know, exponential population growth. You think how how's the how's the traffic in the Bay Area going to be in five years, uh. ten years? We need to figure out, soapbox time. We need to figure out our public transportation. We need to figure out how to get out of our freaking cars. And have public transportation that's accessible, yep. that's not super dirty and lame, like getting on... I'm not saying city buses suck if you work for the city bus company, but you know, it's not like... It's not the best <laughs> I don't work for... I would take them. You know, yeah. And <laughs> so it's like how...
6: I take the bus and the barn. Yeah. I
8: mean, a friend but. was talking to me about um, the um, the Tesla company, you know, Elon Musk made electric cars sexy. He made it sexy, you know? And so now all these like people are like, "Ooh, yeah, I want to get one of those." That's Save the super environment,
5: cool. yeah. You know, so how do you
8: make public transportation sexy? How do you make it like, "Oh, I rode on the public transportation, you got to try it." It was so cool. They had like heated seats. More yeah, know? more
6: of a personalized kind of I feel like they should follow Richard Branson's model like what he did with Virgin. And yeah. when he took, I mean, when he started Virgin America, it was all about like being cool and being yeah, more than Except of the like fact to be that they in cash. I remember yeah. being on
9: Virgin and like I didn't have a credit card on me at the and, time. Uh-huh. And I was on like an eight hour flight and oh I couldn't get God. anything but peanuts. Or, wa- or watch anything. I had all the cash in the world on me, but they're <laughs> you like... You
8: just ask the person next to you to pay for it, and you again given them cash. Oh, that's true. I could have like, I don't hey, know if I was But somebody, somebody
6: told to somebody. me that's going to be obsolete in 10 years. What, cash? Uh-huh.
9: It should be. They're trying to get rid of Start cash with the and, penny. Uh, get rid of the penny, because all I do is I flick those at people. You know...
10: trouble. <laughs> 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 like, three years ago, they tried to get rid of cash, and they tried to go all card, and then someone stepped in someone and was like, passed. you can't do that right now. That's, <laughs> that's really, really bad. Look at all that cash I got.
9: Enter Bitcoin. Yeah,
6: Yeah, Yeah. Bitcoin.
8: Getting rid of cash would be an interesting double edged sword because that could be turned. Against the sort of tide of Capitalism or it could be like an Incredibly well, effective weapon because it's Like people oh, all the, that money that you thought You had well cash doesn't exist anymore And that was all virtual money so We don't like you we're gonna go Ahead and erase your uh, bank, bank account? accounts And throw you in prison I mean right? I think <laughs> what, what I would assume it's like when uh, so <laughs> <We're> dark <laughs> Right I,
10: think I go there A little <laughs> uncomfortable right now It's in a, of a of dystopia people, and they had so much... In India they got rid of some one bill, I forget how what was the value of it, but basically, people had to go into like all these banks and trade in uh those bills to rupees? get other ones, but yeah, it was ru- sorry, rupees, that's I right, think that's yeah. what they have, yeah, they're rupees. Is it
6: different now?
10: Well, it, it's it's rupees, but I think they had like a f- I, I don't know the exact yeah, number, sure. someone's gonna make it up. Uh, okay. say they had like a 500 mark or 500 rupee, it was like one. Piece of paper was worth 500. Right. They got they got rid of that. This doesn't exist anymore. But they gave people an allowance to like go in there and trade in it. those 500 to get other ones. That's like the
5: movie Millions, right? Yeah, before I the, think
10: there. Yeah, so, something. Before like they
5: that. went to the euro, I think it was the Ireland. Yeah. yeah, like they had a they found that bag of money and they're like, we've got to better tickets to the bank to switch it to euros. Before yeah. you know, yeah. before they're obsolete.
10: Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a big controversy because there were so the lines were so long and the, like the deadline was so short, people just got like completely screwed over. They were just like, oh, we were waiting in line for like seven hours wow. and we still have these. Like, we we're trying to trade these in, but basically, if we ever went over to a paperless system. Uh, we'd probably have to do the same thing. It'd just be this long transition where maybe you can take them to the bank and for like a couple years and just be trading some, you know, some Give currency, it to FedEx. But have just, them do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just give it to FedEx. I, I don't know if I trust FedEx, honestly. Or uh, a
5: vending <laughs> machine. They'll probably have a vending machine, you know. Uh, yeah, right. You just
10: know? go up to like an ATM, just deposit your cash. Throw all your, like, your some cash. sort of card at you or something like that.
5: Yeah. It can
6: happen. It's we'll going to happen. we see that's what i was told oh cuz i went and i had to go buy something from the apple store and you know when they come up to you now you don't have to go to the oh apple the pay, register yeah. and i was like do you take cash cuz he was like cuz i think cuz sometimes they don't
9: you well, have to have a it's card the so of, i was do like you take apple pay and you're like no and they're like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It kind of laughs> that happened
5: to me they just walk out they're like you want to take apple pay i'm leaving i'm,
9: I'm like, like well, I don't I don't
5: <laughs> do whatever you want yeah <laughs>
6: weird i feel like i i haven't crossed over into that because i'm scared yeah right.
5: when i first met I, you you wouldn't you know even cross I mean? over you to clipper old card
6: old <laughs> i'm scared of new shit yeah i take my time with it
10: mm-hmm.
5: this is true
10: that's not a bad way to be
6: yeah,
5: yeah. do you guys have uh, another song to play us out
10: <laughs> oh, we can play maybe one of our. We
5: well, were talking about rupees. The
10: thing with these is we could do a live, live version too if we want yeah, to do we a do live. Oh, you live have a guitar. We have, our That's right. six, yeah, we have our a two, Twenty, yeah. 20 yeah.
6: minutes. Yeah.
10: How much time? Yeah. You want to do, What did you expect? Twenty minutes. You want to do? Statue? What did you expect? Or you want to do all I know? Um.
8: No, let's let's play a song that we haven't already played for him.
10: What do we got in there? Who's got the set list on them?
8: I think. What did you expect to be cool? I would love to do. you want to do um, Dark City? But I don't know if we could pull that off. I don't
10: know we could try yeah. doing one. In, well, like we we'll, 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 we'll start running through the set and see what we get. Yeah, to, I'll just run through the whole <laughs> thing. Go yeah, grab my guitar. Yeah. Should you
5: play a song while they uh, set up the guitar? Oh sure, let's do it. Let's, let's do. It. Let's get some music on. Who's the, Should
9: call? I play the guitar or do you want to play it? You play it, dude.
5: For, and for you're what? listening to Sounds from
7: expect. the Street. You we the are part with part Modern I, Monsters. I and we are about to
5: play about you like, a little yeah, music. Yeah, stay stay I know, tuned for more. Long
4: It doesn't fly
8: Politically themed one, which I guess I can explain later. Nobody cares. Um, Nobody cares. No, but it's so. There's this. Uh, this man, I get so geeky. So there's uh, Michel Foucault is this really awesome philosopher. He talks about um, the panopticon. It's the idea of a surveillance society where you know privacy is essentially a thing of the past. You're extremely visible, but the you know the uh, panopticon sort of the powers that be remain sort of behind the shadowy. Uh, you know, window, all all seeing um, So this has something to do with that it, it sort of interfaces with that And then it's also got something to do with um, Well, there's, there's, there's just too much to go into There's some layers there's you know, fi- there's Sort layers. of finding what you expect to find um, And so with that, like if you're looking for um, You know, if you're looking for a rationalization For the, you know, for the things that you do Like it's easy to find that But anyway <laughs>
9: And the song is called... What did you expect?
11: expect to find, what were you looking for, turning all your tiny lenses, building your new babble, communication instant through channels purged to substance. All the names and faces produce identical spaces until there's nothing left to wonder, only function. What did you expect to find? What were you looking for? What did you expect to find? What were you looking for? Mm, the The individual, identical The individual, identical The individual, identical individual identical in the shadows of little boxes 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 boxes built to keep us in what did you expect to find what were What were you looking for? Well, what did you expect to find? What were you hoping to create? We've come to drive out you, Phantom. the walls that kept you sane.
6: Wow, you're going to be in an arena in no time.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's <really good. laughs> That was good. Um, is that one going to be on the EP? Yes,
8: it will. It's being mixed soon. By well, Piper Band. it's fans. being mixed right now by Piper, actually. Mm-hmm.
6: It's very, like, rhetorical, and kind of reminds me, I mean, it kind of has a 90s feel to it.
10: Talented. A little Yeah, bit. there's, a, there's a very is. 90s feel in there.
8: <laughs> People keep telling me that they're like, your songs
5: are very 90s. <laughs> they are. What <You're> about <laughs> they? The 90s are back. They're coming back. Yeah. We're making a comeback. You, you know, High so
9: Rock and roll and slap bracelets. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. The ones that you slapped on your wrist? Have one with me. Yeah. It's an Adventure <laughs>
8: Time slap <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> they
4: no,
6: not only stitched. You're like, wait, eating. I got it. There. You,
8: there's,
5: you have there. a slap bracelet? You know about I had Adventure one. Time,
8: right? Yes. Are you
5: aware? Yes.
8: It's like Rick and Morty before there was Rick and
7: Morty.
8: That's really cool.
5: I had one of those. Except it's for kids? It's Network. Network. Yeah, it's kids for young, back adults, young adults. Young adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we were it's
8: kids
6: a little, back then.
10: Little
5: crazy. Do you guys have another one for us?
10: Yeah, or we just play sp- another one. Speaking of '90s, you want to try busting out uh, "Wonderlust"? Oh my God! Do you want to try? I'd be down right. to try. play Oh my God!
5: Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting what?
8: excited. <laughs> yes! Can I have the pick? Did you actually drop oh, it? I was like, the where table? is it Did I drop going? It? <laughs> <laughs> it's down over there.
9: Well, the, bass player, yes. the, the bass player was playing acoustic guitar in that last song, and I dropped the pick like five times.
8: If I'm playing guitar and singing, what would make the most sense? Would I, should I be here or there? Look so, uh, they? behind you. Crystal, would this what? one make sense?
11: Oh my god Brody, <laughs> you like
6: shed <laughs> <laughs> Or
8: shes. Do you want to sit here to, for the guitar and I'll sit there for guitar and vocals or what would make the why most just sense? Put both the, why don't we just put could, both these
5: mics over too. On its own as well
10: Okay, I'll just be here. Yeah. We'll just give you, a little doing little.
5: Picking, you doing more picking, yeah. then you should
10: you a good And then if you're just strumming. And
8: I'll
5: probably do a lot of strumming
8: too. Oh, I'm excited to do this one. This one's not okay. even released yet. I mean, like, we haven't even recorded this one yet. We're recording this on Monday. Wow,
5: premiering.
8: Yeah, super. Cool. Yeah. It's called Wanderlust.
11: Far and away, beyond the trees Far out and alone, no longer home No longer this one, linger this away Far and away, spinning away the best of us It's better to burn out than it is to rust Like an old man said Sleep when you're dead And wander alone Wander Cherry, cherry blossoms, they rain down
6: so sad no, now I'm you're happy <laughs> <laughs> he cry, he's crying I'm like
9: i was like Aww. no i'm happy he's emotional, <laughs> emotional guy.
6: but you normally are playing an instrument i'm the
9: ba- i'm the bass player of the bass. i see <laughs> his
8: last
6: <laughs> nice name to is
5: meet bass you. so it
8: looks like bass so oh, it's, like lance bass yeah. it's like we planned
5: yeah. it they're related so we were
10: trying to get them to play a
5: bass
10: for a while, but we couldn't figure out how to get it. To work. <laughs> it smelled so bad. I played the
6: guitar <laughs> Those bastards.
8: I know. Those bastards. <laughs> I love bugs. Um,
6: so remind us of your website.
8: Modernmonstersmusic.com and you can also find us on Facebook at Modern Monsters Band. We have some stuff on Bandcamp and SoundCloud, and we're going to be coming out with an EP uh, within the next few months.
6: (laughs) And you're playing uh, Oakland First Fridays at the Stork Club on December 1st, Mm -hmm. and you'll be going on stage at 8 p.m.
8: That's correct.
6: Sounds like fun. Be there. I want to. I haven't been there in years.
8: Hope to see you (laughs) out there. It's a good scene. First Fridays is a lot of fun. Be
6: there
9: or be a quadrilateral. (laughs)
6: Wow. <laughs> oh, shit! I, I was not expecting <laughs> that. I was not
8: expecting. <laughs> Nobody expects the
6: best. The <laughs> best. Well, thanks you guys for coming on in. Thank you for having oh, us. It was so much fun. You never know how. So fun. So <laughs> fun. Oh my God. Fun. <laughs> Thank you, you so much for having us. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Glad it worked out. And stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
5: Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now.